0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to episode 72 of a Clean Skate podcast, a Dallas Stars podcast brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. Ladies and gentlemen, the Dallas Stars are in the Stanley Cup Finals. And better yet, well, I don't know about better yet, but also the Dallas Stars are Western Conference champions. They knock off the Las Vegas Golden Knights in five games five games see now the colorado one went to seven and everyone expected that to be a hard series they didn't give dallas a lot of chance going into that one and the fact that dallas was up three games to one and they took it to seven seven didn't surprise everyone so the fact that we even beat colorado surprised a lot of people then we come against vegas and i mean i said it at the beginning of this i said it on the vegas nightly podcast as well No one was giving Dallas any chance yet again in this Vegas series, and they come in and they handily, Beat the Vegas Golden Knights in four games. I will get to an interview. We talked to Carlo from the Vegas Nightly podcast a little bit later in the episode. We break down you know, what he felt, what happened with the Vegas Golden Knights, and a little bit more Golden Knights stuff just to ask him some cool questions. But I mean, it was such a game. Let's talk about that Game 5 before we move on to the more pressing and current matters. So Game 5 was... A pretty interesting game. I mean, the Stars had just come off of that really, really impressive overtime win in Game Four to put them up three to one, and they'd been in this position before. They'd gone into the Colorado series up three to one in that series, and it took them to seven to finish off the Avalanche. And I really, really hope and wanted them to finish off the Vegas Golden Knights quickly so they could get a little rest. Everyone could have a couple of days off, and they could prepare for what was shaping up to be, and what ended up to be, their final opponent in the juggernaut of the Tampa Bay Lightning. And this game started off just as we saw the rest of these games go. You know, Vegas was controlling possession. They were out shooting us. Anton Hudobin was incredible in the first period, and he's the reason why it was a 0-0 game. Robin Leonard played well, but still, the Vegas Golden Knights were dictating the flow of play, and all of the pressure seemed to be On the stars. Then in the second period, eventually the Vegas Gold Knights would score to make it one nothing in that one. Nothing Hudova could do on the play. And the stars are now behind it. And I always felt like, you know. We see him go down by one, and it's not a big deal, especially with how the Colorado series went and how they were able to rally in the Flames series. Now, small deficits like that don't worry me as a Stars fan, and it shouldn't worry the Dallas Stars. They've been able to conquer larger leads, or larger deficits, I mean, than a one-goal lead, so they definitely should be able to do that. Unfortunately, early in the third period, then Riley Smith would score on a two-on-one. He would snipe it short side on Anton Hudobin. That's a tough one to give up, but it's a great shot by Riley Smith. And the Stars are down 2-0 early in the third period. But again, you got to put the Dallas Stars completely out of it or they're going to claw their way right back into it. And about halfway through the third period, on the power play, the captain, who's finally started to come alive, it seems like all the players are starting to at least click right at the right time. Jamie Ben brings us two within one. He played like a man possessed. He was great in the series, but this game five was probably Jamie Ben's best game. He, like you could just see in his eyes, he was refusing to lose. He had the crazy eyes, and anytime you you can get crazy eyes, Jamie Ben on the ice, the better. He was an absolute wrecking ball, just crunching everyone he could, and he scores to bring us within one. And then, just an absolute beauty. Just the kid is unreal. Yoel freaking Ranta scores with three minutes left on the power play. It's a fantastic play. It's just a point shot on net that Leonard saves. There's a scramble in front, Corey Perry doing his job, standing right in front of Leonard, banging and whacking away. And then Ranta just absolutely shelves it to tie the game up at two for the Dallas Stars. And we head to overtime. The Dallas Stars are 4-0 and heading into this game in overtime and they weren't looking to break that record just yet. It's a really unfortunate play for a rookie defenseman on the Vegas Golden Knights. White Cloud, he had beaten Cogliano to the foot race. He was just trying to chip it away from him. Unfortunately, the puck was rolling, and you guys have all seen the clip. He flips it up and out, and on the ensuing power play. Rupe hints up to Klingberg, over to Guriano for the one-timer. That one-timer was clocked at 100 miles an hour, like an absolute rocket weapons-grade one-timer from Gurionov, past Leonard to win the series. I went nuts. When they scored, when Kibiranta scored to tie it up, I lost it. But it was only probably like 9.30, so, you know, it, it was fine. I could get excited. When they scored in overtime, oh, I yelled so loud. I was worried about waking up the neighbors. It was, it's just an incredible feeling, and the Dallas Stars have punched their ticket to the Stanley Cup Finals, where they had to wait a couple days here because the Tampa Bay Lightning decided to falter a little bit and lose Game 5 to the New York Islanders. However, they did dispatch them in overtime in Game 6. And so now the stage is set for the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Dallas Stars to face off one another in the Stanley Cup Finals. But before we get to Game 1, which played yesterday at the time I'm recording this, of the Stanley Cup Finals and all of the rest of those goodies, I think it is only fair to talk one more time to Carlo from the Vegas Nightly Podcast about what exactly happened in this story. So I hope you guys enjoy.
1: Are you at Kenny
0: Rogers now? Or no, that's your no <laughs> no 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 it's just my display name it's still at Ken state bar but is rogers no, your dog. middle name Sorry, i don't even know no the, you don't know who kenny rogers is the no. gambler no what i'm i'm this a deer in headlights buddy i'm a deer God. in headlights anyways kenny rogers very infamous country singer <laughs> And also just what the O-Dog has deemed my nickname, he just keeps calling me Kenny Rogers or referring to me in the third person as the gambler, so. O-Dog. He was roasting me the other day on overdrive on uh, on Labor Day because I shot him a text message during the show.
1: No way. I have to say something. Kenny Rogers, I know you can hear this right now. Don't ever text me on my personal phone. He just texted me and said, I'm doing updates, guy. <laughs> I love it. Good man, Kenny. He's in there working.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But he was roasting me on air, man. I was at work doing the updates, and he was saying that I got the day off, so I had to defend my honor. Not Another Leafs Podcast. New episodes Mondays on the Hockey Podcast Network. All right, everyone, and this week on the CleanScape Podcast guest segment, we have to break down the last series, and I promise I won't gloat too much. We got to welcome on Carlo from the Vegas Nightly Podcast. Welcome to the show, buddy.
1: Hey, man. Uh, it's fine. You can gloat. I'm over it. It's uh, I get over sports losses about a day or two, and I'm good. It's fine.
0: Wow, that is a skill you have to teach me. Cause I'm, I
1: am, I am, I am a vet. I, I just told you that I am a, an Eagles fan for a long time. So I kind of learned that I, uh, to, to get through devastating losses. Also, I'm an Angels fan. So, you know, really,
0: wow, wow, wow. <laughs> suffering
1: is like second nature. So it's cool.
0: All right. Well, well then, perfect. Then, so I guess from a from a someone who's moved on and and an unbiased, you've had a little bit of time to, to you know, think about it and, and look back on the series. What what is the one thing that sticks out to you the most from the the Dallas Vegas series?
1: Uh, what well, the, the the biggest thing, the biggest difference between the two teams is the, that Dallas uh, scored on their opportunities on the on the small opportunities that they they'd get because, like, you, you even you would admit that Vegas controlled most of the, most 100%, of the play. 100%.
0: We yeah. were outshot... I don't think the Stars outshot the the Knights in any of the games they played.
1: Yeah, exactly. But Dallas, like, ca- capitalized on their opportunities and scored, like, in, in all the shots, the, the high-danger shots they got, while Vegas is the opposite. Like, they're, they're getting all the shots in the world, but they could not beat... And th- this like went back all the way from the Vancouver series that's why that, that series went to 7 games vegas just could not capitalize on their on their opportunities and that was the biggest difference and and i got i got to give credit to where it's uh to where it's due where dallas is has just that clutch gene you know mm-hmm. they were just clutch Vegas just dis- like scoring just disappeared.
0: Do Do you think that the the amazing play of Demko that almost you know cost them the series in the earlier round played into like uh, like a lack of confidence for the forwards?
1: It's funny you mention that because Pete DeBoer did did mention that that maybe yeah. So that it,
0: that's why I ask. So from yeah, in your opinion, do you think it really did like mess with them?
1: Like uh, I don't know what else could have. I mean because we I saw this team score a lot of goals. Yeah. Start since since the the return to play they were they were scoring a lot cuz i remember if you remember that first dallas vegas game and the uh in the and that was the first game of mm-hmm. the round robin dallas was up what 3-0 right? yep. no 3-1 yep. or something in the third period and then vegas just came out blazing they just they, just, they scored at will mm-hmm. the next game against the blues they did the same thing the next game against colorado they did the same thing same with against chicago first Few games against Vancouver, and then out of nowhere, Demko came in and they couldn't score. So I think that did come in as a, as like a, a mental thing.
0: Yeah. So then, so obviously, you're sort of your confidence is shaken from Demko, and then you come against you know the hottest goaltender in the league right now in yeah. Anton, in Anton Hudobin, and that probably doesn't help the the confidence issues in scoring.
1: Yeah, especially like probably like in the first game where they only scored uh, one goal, I think Vegas did. Uh, no! Oh, they, they got shot out, right?
0: Yeah, I believe it was a one nothing. Uh, Stars. Yeah, lap. yeah.
1: They got shot out. Like especially if that happens to you in the first game, mm-hmm. that has to that has to like affect you. You know, with your confidence. Especially the way Vegas plays, the way their swagger kind of dictates how they play. Because I don't know if you've seen the reports, but Vegas is one of the loudest teams in the league. They chirp a lot. They have they have this swagger. They have this kind of confidence. They play better when they're confident. And once they lost that confidence, I feel like that really affected them. Was you know,
0: Mark Stone playing hurt?
1: Yes, okay. I, 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 they haven't come out with who was hurt, but I believe I think at least also Pachareddy was playing hurt. If you remember, Pachareddy didn't start, didn't even play the round robin at all. Mm-hmm. He, because he was, uh, he was injured. He didn't even come to the bubble until yeah, that's right. First he, round.
0: he joined Vegas quite late. Yeah. Didn't he?
1: Because I, th- I think he was playing hurt. I think Mark Stone played hurt. Uh, I think a few other players uh, played hurt, man. It's, it's the playoffs. Dude. Everybody plays hurt all the time. And I'm not surprised if they come out and said Mark Stone was playing hurt or whatever.
0: Yeah, because there, there were some shifts that, that I saw from him that he, he seemed to be skating on almost one leg.
1: Yeah, like he did he, during his exit interview, he did say that he was okay, but I don't believe it. I—he's mm. a competitor; he's not gonna admit it. I don't think so, but I—I I think he was playing hurt. He also—he kind of disappeared too, like around the same time Vegas scoring disappeared. Mm. So I don't—I don't know what's going on there. Uh, Mar- we needed more from Marsha Sewan so, Smith. Uh, Alex Stuck, sit like he had. A great start on the Vancouver series, and since then he has he scored one one goal uh, against Vancouver. as it was an empty net goal, and he scored against. Was it, did he score again? He, he scored against Dallas, right? He scored once. It was
0: who uh, Stone Alex or Tuck? Tuck. Uh, Tuck, yeah, Tuck did score. Yeah,
1: him. yeah, yeah. But he 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 lost his scoring touch. He was he was he got basically the whole. Vegas offense turned off
0: yeah that's what I was going to say like the, the defense from Schmidt to Theodore like like obviously I, I was it White Cloud or White Cloud name? yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, obviously he had that that unfortunate penalty in overtime and all that stuff but like mm-hmm. the, the defense looked pretty good Leonard looked good Flurry, even though he lost game one was the mm-hmm. only reason that game wasn't, was only a one yeah. nothing loss right mm-hmm. so like from the the Goaltending to defense looked solid but it, it, it's like you're saying that that offensive flair that the star, that the Vegas had even in during the regular season like the the most they were like such a solid team like yeah. offensive structured attack that they had our biggest
1: strength was our forward our biggest strengths were our forwards and the disappeared and it's funny how you mentioned how good our defense is because if you ask a, f- uh, a certain amount of fans they blame Schmidt and McNabb a lot, because because when you see other teams score, you see Schmidt and McNabb on the ice more often than not, and that's because they play against the top minutes against the top talent against Ben and Sagan and stuff. That's and McNabb on the ice, and those guys credit to to uh, Rajalov Ben, and Sagan because those guys are really good. They force the errors on Schmidt and McNabb. That's that's the Star play that's the Star stop line playing good hockey.
0: Yeah, it's not I, I would say the, the, the Vegas series was probably the best series so far for that line.
1: Yeah, and, and they were great. I'm not, like they, they're the ones who really gonna put the nail on the head
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, after what was it when they tied the game uh, on game four?
0: And, yeah.
1: then, and then and then got the uh, who who scored the game winning goal again on game four? Uh,
0: Radulov, Radulov scored in overtime, yeah. I believe.
1: No game game four. That's game. Oh wait, it was yeah, it was yeah, overtime. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Because Radulov scored in overtime, and then yeah,
1: and then it was and it then Gurionov
0: yeah scored in overtime on, on in game the, five.
1: Yeah, but it, it was. And especially that on game on game five, when Ben scored that first goal, that was a little that kinda gave a spark to the to the stars and really pushed that comeback in. You know?
0: So the, the stars play style does invite the right because the, like you said at the beginning of this, the knights dominated possession, they outshot yeah. the stars right the the stars play style really plays into that okay we're gonna sit here and we're gonna let you come to us
1: yeah Uh, and like i said i gave i was go i was on reddit last night on the game with the tampa the dallas game and it's funny how tampa was saying the same things Mm -hmm. that vegas fans were saying like like well, People it's almost the, like,
0: it's almost the same thing that Colorado was saying before the Vegas series. Yeah, right? exactly. We're just exactly. gonna sit back. We're gonna score on the few opportunities we have, and then you guys are gonna have to try and yeah, chip through our armor.
1: Dallas hockey, and I I posted the meme, the first time memes, like, you know, the first time, because that, like I said, Tampa was saying the same thing, and I'm like, this is Dallas hockey. They score, they take the lead in their, their turtle, and you're going to look, you're going to get all the stats you want, but it's not going to matter because you're not going to allow any goals. right That's that's what it was, like, that's how it felt like, and credit all to, to, to the world, to Dallas, because that's how they played, and that's how they won.
0: You know. So now looking away from the Stanley Cup and that series, what do you see happening with Vegas come whenever the next season starts? Like what is what's the big moves that Vegas is going to be looking to do in this offseason?
1: Here here's the thing. There there there's two there's two ways to approach this. It's things I want to happen and things I think I'm going to that's going to happen. If I if you're asking me the things that I think is going to happen, I don't freaking know because this this front office is very unpredictable. I didn't expect them to trade for Mark Stone. I didn't expect them to trade for Robin Leonard. I didn't expect them to trade for Pacherai or get Paul Stastny. This front office, is, like, think of the the least the thing they least expect, and put that in there.
0: I was surprised y'all got rid of
1: Gallant. Yeah, exactly. Like, I I don't know. This this team, like, this front office just keeps you on your on your toes. To be honest mm-hmm. with you. Like I won't be surprised if you, uh, if they go after Petriangelo, which rumors are, Vegas is on his list. You know, yes. but I, I don't know how we're gonna make like fit him in the cap or the team because we, we have a solid top four. Uh, who who's the odd man out? Schmidt Schmidt is a big locker room guy, so I don't know if they're gonna get rid of him. Uh, I was talking to the Vegas nightly crew about this, and I thought like, if they're gonna bring in Petriangelo, I don't sh- I don't think Schmidt is the odd man out. I think McNabb's the odd man out. you you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so it's going to be schmidt Petriangelo, martinez theodore and that's going to be a really great top four that's what i want to happen that that that's if you're asking me what i want to happen that's what i want to happen and 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 my uh solution for uh to fit him in the cap is obviously you get rid of flurry you sign leonard to the five by five that was rumored and then you trade stastny and get rid of his 6.5 although that's going to hurt our center depth we got glass and krebs Who's I th- who I think is ready to to uh, come up to the NHL and get a, a big contribution? Is it a gamble because they are unproven rookies? Yes, but this is the this is the NHL. You you gotta roll your dice some some sometimes, you know.
0: So you briefly touched there on I think the the biggest subject of of talk around the Knights now that they're out is that flurry uh, Leonard situation. there's been some crazy stuff that's happened with him, obviously just to catch everyone up. Uh, Fleury's agent tweeted that (laughs) picture with the sword through his back with the boar written on it. And then, um, everyone was like, Oh, Leonard signed a contract in the middle of the playoffs. And then he came out and said that he hadn't, which I thought was kind of weird that that even happened. And that was like a rumor that was out there. Um, so obviously there's like a ton of craziness going around. Like what, do you really see Flurry? I mean, he was the first it's, golden knight. Like, is that, that's kind of crazy to say.
1: This, this is, there's, like I said, man, I, I don't know what this front office is going to do because I can also see them keep both, especially with next season. And they're talking about a very condensed season. You're going to need two goaltenders. You know what I mean? And having Flurry, and if you keep Flurry th- for next season and then dump his cap the season after or buy him out. That's gonna help you a little bit more because he has only has two years left in his contract, uh, but I don't know. It's it, it it is a very very crazy situation. Uh, I can see Flurry leaving, yes, uh, too, because he as much as I love Flurry, he's a great person, great goalie. He he is tur- he's turning 36 this November. He is he is on the tail end of his career. He is. If you look, watch him play like the whole, especially this season, he is declining. He is not as good as he was, and Leonard's only twenty nine. He is our future. Like, and and at some point of a franchise of an organization, you have to move on. That's why like I compare this to like if you look at Tom Brady, he they have to move on. He's, he's 43 as much as you love the guy you got you gotta need to move on you know what i mean at some point you got to just cut the cord you know he's not going to be a golden knight forever
0: do you think the fact that flurry's agent and and tweeted that photo and there and there was that like internal strife between you know maybe the coach and flurry and his teammates do you think that maybe uh like pushed him out the door a little bit faster
1: i don't think i don't think that ever got to the locker room to be honest with you because oh okay if I if I know this locker room that I don't personally know, but from the chatter of this locker room, they are very very uh, tightly knit uh, group of guys, especially Flurry, especially Flurry, who is known to be a professional throughout his career. Like he got benched for Matt Murray, and he's still a great teammate uh, for the Penguins who so won two Stanley Cups as a backup, and. I think that all that drama is just in the front office and his agent. I think that's just between that and the media kind of try to blow it up. That's my theory. That's what I think. I I can't tell you 100% that that's true because I'm not in – I wasn't in the bubble. I'm not in that locker room and tell you what it is. And especially where where the coverage in the bubble is so limited from media that you can't really tell. You know, We probably mm-hmm. won't ever find out until a few years later when they come out with like a tell-all – book or something about the season but like that's my theory because like from what i've known these teams they are the misfits they are they're a very tightly knit group and i i don't and as i know flurry i don't think it 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 did reach the locker it may it may have a chatter but they kind of just like talked about it and kind of hashed it out and like let's just got let's just go try to win a, a stanley cup i feel like that was their main goal in the bubble
0: so my, my last question for you, and, and this is actually sort of shifting. I, I know we're kind of jumping all over the place. Oh no, no. Um, uh, my last question is, you know, th- there was a lot of talk after the series ended about the 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 Vegas Golden Knights bench chirping, like like yeah. they they're they they're a very loud group, and obviously you've got guys like Ryan Reeves who sort of leads the way in that sort and of Marcia So. right? Yeah, yeah. You've got a lot of active voices on that, and it seemed like the Golden Knights almost vilified themselves a little bit at 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 the at least at the end it seemed like yeah i really enjoy like as much as it pains me to say it i really enjoyed the golden knights i think like since they've come in like i was mm-hmm. really excited when they, they came in as a franchise i think they've been a fun group since i mean hell they haven't missed the playoffs since they've been a team which is just incredible right it, it's hard yeah to, and, and then they've got guys like floriana and it, so it's hard enough to cheer for that team or at least players on that team but it seems that like the the you know like the persona or the you know the thought around the golden knights shifted a little bit after these playoffs by how like loud and maybe aggressive they were with that. Like what do you what do you think about that?
1: It's it's really funny how you mention that because I love it. I freaking love it. Hey, listen, I love how funny this guy I, I played funny- hockey.
0: I played hockey I was that guy on the bench. I chirped yeah. nonstop. So like I get it, but like there seem to be a lot of people on the internet that were not happy with that side of the Golden Knights.
1: It's funny, and it's funny because I during game days and during uh, I'm very active on Twitter and on Reddit. I'm on our hockey on the r hockey game thread, so I can uh, interact with the with the uh, the fans of the other teams. Especially on the Vancouver series, the Vancouver fans hated it, mm-hmm. and it and it's funny because the the Vegas fans are the ones loving it, and it feels to me like. The Vancouver – are the Vancouver fans new to hockey? Have they never heard of chirping before? They're just
0: because angry, that- I think. I mean, like, yeah. you got to remember, this is almost also the same fan base that, you know, rioted when they, they lost yeah. in game seven, right? So, like, I think they're just sort of angry. I'm not a big fan of the Vancouver Canucks or that whole thing. Don't tell Isha. Yeah. Um <laughs> <laughs> So it, it seems like, I, I, yeah, they would be more angry. But it just seemed when I was on Twitter, a lot of even Stars fans themselves after yeah. that series, there was a lot of I don't know frustration or just annoyance with that side it's, of the Knights.
1: Yeah, it, and and hey, if people if if people start hating, you're probably doing something right, right? Mm-hmm. That's well, how, I mean, that, that's, that's is people, the point.
0: That's the point yeah. of chirping, right?
1: Exactly, and and to and to me, like I, going back to this was what I talked about earlier. Vegas plays on that edge. They have this they play with the certain confidence that they have and it like I said, they play better when they're confident. You know, and part of that is their chirping. When they're chirping, they are confident. They are they are on top of their game, you know? And, and I and think
0: I think that was the one of the biggest things I noticed as the series went on and as Dallas started to sort of pull away with the lead, yeah. the, the the volume of the, the Vegas bench started to get lower and lower. So yes. do you think like it was a combination of obviously the goaltending and the, the pulled the confidence out of the forwards. And then as they got behind in the series, it just sort of sucked the life out of them.
1: It's yeah. It's a little bit of both because mm-hmm. like, like what, because part of that chirping is you get into the other team's head. Right. The, and the other team, like w- once you like, for example, like w- w- when Vegas gets the lead and they start chirping and chirping, it kind of feels like sometimes it's a double edged HR. Sometimes it works, especially on a young team. It, it, it demoralizes them. And on a veteran team like Dallas, it motivates them. And I would
0: say Dallas is one of those teams also that plays right on that line. We've got guys like Corey Perry in our lineup, right? Jamie Benn is also another one of those guys. Like we've got a lot of that same sort of that edge to us as well. So like, I get it. I I was just, curious on on your uh your your no i
1: i love it i want i want them to keep going i Mm -hmm. I, march yourself's instagram rat was hilarious to me a lot of people hated it but i'm like come on man that's just hilarious oh he he was
0: getting some people in the comments man
1: yeah i'm like i'm telling you like let the guy like a lot a lot of uh nhl fans are like are complaining because they don't allow the players to be themselves. They don't let their personality show. They don't market their personality. And once Marcia shows, shows his personality on Instagram, they get all up in arms and throw it shit at them because oh he's not professional blah 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 like you can't have it both ways you know if you want them to show personality there you go that's the personality you're asking for and if you if you think that's like that's too much like what do you want what like what do you want you want, you want a filtered personality is that what you want you know right right yeah so well like, it, yeah no go ahead go ahead Oh no, i i was just like yeah i'm done
0: well, it's been a pleasure having you on. I appreciate you taking time out of your day to, to talk to me and, and wrapping up the series. And uh, unfortunately, we can't have you on here too long because, you know, my fans are trying to hear about the, the Stanley yeah, of Cup. Course. But it has been an absolute pleasure, and we'll have to get you back on uh, hopefully next season.
1: Yeah. Uh, thanks for having me, man. Good luck on the Cup Finals, dude. Uh,
0: and before uh, we let you go, is there anything new you guys are working on? Maybe plug your Twitter if you'd like. You said you were pretty yeah. active there.
1: Yeah, yeah, I am. I am a sumdude eighty eight. S U M D O D eighty eight. Uh, people like to follow me because I put up a lot of chirps and memes all about hockey, mostly Golden Knights. But I do post hot, a lot of hockey stuff, and I post a lot of nerdy stuff. I'm interested in a lot of shit. But if uh, our Vegas nightly podcast, you follow uh, follow them at at Vegas nightly, and we are recording our episode tonight, and it should be uh, out tomorrow. So
0: awesome well thank you again and uh we'll hope to talk to you soon
1: awesome man thanks for having me
0: and now ladies and gentlemen we will talk about game one of the stanley cup finals between the dallas stars and the tampa bay lightning um interesting note coming into this one the lightning have only had i believe a day off for rest the Dallas Stars are coming into this one on a five day rest so luckily everyone that might have been a little banged up had a little bit more time to rest in between the series. But this one we go into the same lineup that went into and won the game five of the Vegas series. Ben Bishop and Roddick Foxa and Steven Johns are still out hurt on this one. However, the Lightning aren't without their fair share of injuries as well. Their captain Steven Stamkos has not played in all of the playoffs. Uh, For them, Braden Point has been in and out of the lineup. He's been sometimes banged up. And then when he's in the lineup, he's been arguably the best player in these playoffs so far. So it should be an interesting test, but as I said in all the interviews I did, I've been on a ton of shows since the Stars have made the final. so look for me on guest segments on at least four different podcasts uh, this coming week, and I said almost the same thing on all of them. I said, listen, the Stars have been, all of the series they've played so far have been leading up to play the Tampa Bay Lightning, and I think that they had just the right combination of, you know, of teams that they have played in the earlier rounds that I think they're going to have a really good opportunity to beat the Lightning here. And the Lightning have allowed the first goal in six straight games. And just like that pattern continues, Dallas scores first from an unlikely source, Joel Hanley from the back end. He's played a couple games now uh, with Andre Secker. And to be honest, he's looked pretty good, but at the age of 29, he scores his first NHL goal, playoffs, or regular season. So big congratulations for Joel Hanley. And what a time to do. it! And the power of the Joels continue. We even saw Kibiranta, another Joel, lay a big hit on Braden Point in the corner that led to this goal. Unfortunately, the Lightning would tie it up in the first period off a crazy deflection. It's a shot that's going at least six feet wide. It comes and hits Yanni Gord's skate and then Rupe Hintz's skate and goes into the net. It's just really unfortunate. Nothing anyone could do on that play. Really unlucky, but the Stars and the Lightning are now tied at one. There are only nine shots combined in this first period, so it was sort of a first period to feel each other out, and then the Dallas Stars arrived in the second period. It is a fantastic goal from Jamie Alexiak, his fifth of the postseason, and the Stars lead the NHL in goals from defensemen in this postseason with 15. Uh, Jamie Alexiak gets a really amazing spin pass from Alexander Radulov, who spins off Hedman. Alexiak gets a great shot from the slot that is saved by Vasilevsky, who played fantastic all game, I might add. And he picks up his rebound and roofs it for the 2-1 lead. And it looks like the Stars were about to go into the third period with just another one-goal lead against the Tampa Bay Lightning, and then with 24 seconds left, Yoel Ranta Again, the, the Joels and the Yoels coming in clutch. He just skates into the middle. It's a one-on-four for him, almost and he throws a puck that is blocked by Sergachev in the slot. He picks up the rebound and launches it past Vasilevsky for the 3-1 lead to go into the third period. You know it's better than a one-goal lead? A two-goal lead, and the Stars have just that. The Tampa Bay Lightning then would put on 22 shots into the third period to the Dallas's two shots in the third period. However, the Dallas Stars bent, and they didn't break, and they played such a fantastic defensive game. And the Stars hold on, and two their one of their shots, one of their two shots, was an empty netter for Jason Dickinson, his first of the postseason as well. And the Stars now have a one-nothing series lead. I obviously don't expect every game to be like that, but from that it's a great start. And now the Dallas Stars only three wins away from winning the Stanley Cup. And that is going to do it for this episode. I really don't want to, you know. Put too much prediction or thought into this. I just, I'm trying to watch this Stanley Cup final and watch this Dallas Stars team just do what I think they are capable and what we all know they're capable of doing. And let's just bring this thing home. So remember, if you guys want to follow me on Twitter while I go about this Stanley Cup run, you can follow it at CleanskatePod on Twitter. And be sure to like and subscribe to this on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to this podcast. It helps out a ton. And I will talk to you cowpokes in the Stanley Cup Finals.